Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to help elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your healthiest, happiest life. This episode is sponsored by The Tribe, our monthly membership site where you get access to Pilates, yoga, meditations, nutrition, and much, much more. We are closing the doors to new members for 2018 on the 12th of October and are offering limited spaces at only £9.99 a month. Head over to www.thetribe.online forward slash join the tribe for more information. So, hey tribe, Um, it is Emily here with you today and I'm super excited to welcome our guest Susie Ashworth to the Tribe Talks. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. So for those of you that aren't familiar with Susie, um, she is a birth educator, business and mindset coach, uh, TEDx speaker, and she also has a um, book out with Hay House called The Calm Birth Method. Um, And she also has worked um, on building the Calm Birth School. So um, she's a lot about positive mindset, um, about um, creating that positive experience when you're going through birth and business. So hi, Susie. Hello, Emily. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm good. I was just thinking I'm not going to sing the whole interview, so don't worry. (laughs) I did read that, actually, that you find it hard not to break out into song when you speak to people. You're like my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) This is a complete aside, but um, in my shower, there is a point to this, I promise. In my shower, we've got stop, low, medium, high. And every time I get in the shower, I think of hammer time, like stop low medium high (laughs) I like that I thought you were going to go with um stop collaborate and listen oh okay that would have been cooler (laughs) now that's going to be my shower song (laughs) um yeah I will I'll give you a message be like by the way I just had a shower cheers (laughs) so um For those of you that don't know, I first kind of got to know Susie, came about Susie um, at um, Mel Wells Self Love Summit. And Susie came on stage and actually had me crying with laughter with um, her talk. Um, She was talking a lot about kind of being a mum and uh, she talked a lot about kind of her pit of despair, which made me absolutely giggle. Um, And I think the message that you had for, for, you know, the women there was really good. So would you be able to give us a little bit of a a recap, kind of how you were, what you were talking about? Yeah, I was talking about the tunnel of self-loathing and how it's really easy, particularly in the social media world where we spend just time scrolling and scrolling and observing everybody's filtered perfect images to think that the people who have got 5,000 followers 10,000 followers 50,000 followers or who are authors or or speaking on stage are have made it and have made it to this summit where they are they only know self-love and they are 
full of they understand their worth and they've, they've got it all nailed down and it felt really important for me to go to the self-love summit and just share that as much as there are parts of my life where I am absolutely rocking and rolling and living it as limitlessly as I can. There are also other parts of my life that I, where I feel really inadequate and insecure and the feedback I get promotes those insecurities. And I just wanted to share with people, don't think that you... uh, we're all, we're all on the same level. We're all going through the same stuff. We're all experiencing the same stories. Don't be fooled by somebody's um, Instagram feed that they have got it more nailed down than you because it's not true. And what I also wanted to share was that even though I have those moments, I think that the thing that enables me to go up and show up in the way that I do is that I really used the tools that I was sharing on the day. So I talked about love bombing and how just working up from the tips of my toes right to the top of my head, just going through each part of my body and saying, I love you and I appreciate you. And using small, simple tools like that actually can help transform the way that I'm feeling. And so even though I have those pits, I use the tools to help me climb back up to the top and then I enjoy a bit of rocking and rolling and then I will go down and, you know, that's, it's normal, it's life. We expand, we contract, those ups and downs are normal and that's what I really wanted to leave people appreciating and knowing that we're all the same. Yeah, I love that. I think it's I think it's so easy. You know, I, I was in the crowd. I, I saw some amazing people get up on stage, you included. And part of you goes, ah, oh, you know, I wish I had what they had. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they must be so happy. They must be so set in their life, in their business. So it is really nice. It was so nice to actually hear you um, sharing that with us and kind of not, not you know, because uh, it's, it's, um, how do I say it? it? It's not because we like hearing other people have struggles, but I do though, don't we? <laughs> yeah, like trying to trying trying to kind of not sound like I'm <laughs> was a horrible person then, but no, but it's a bit like um, have you ever seen Avenue Q? Avenue Q, Q is it the Muppets. Yeah. yeah, they've got a song called Schadenfreude, and it's basically like making when you feel happier because of somebody else's yeah misery kind of thing and it's not that yeah so it wasn't it wasn't to that extent but it it makes you feel human which I think is really easy to lose when you're on social media and things like that all the time isn't it because you think these people are you know almost superhuman sometimes I think that it's really important I think it's responsible for people like me and Rebecca and Mel to be able to show the flip side of the coin because Really, we want to inspire people to go and follow their dreams. We want to inspire people to build great businesses, um, to have big visions, to want to create an impact in the world in whatever way that looks like for you. And I think that when you put people on pedestals, you start to imagine that they have a magic secret source that you don't have. And 
That is not true. We were all born with gifts. We were all born with a message. And the only difference between the people who are out there doing it and the people who are still thinking about it and building up the courage to do it is that we have taken action. And taking making the decision to take action imperfectly is the thing that will get you to where you want to go. Trying and waiting until you are Mel Wells or you are Rebecca Campbell or whoever your idol is will stop you from ever getting anywhere because you're never going to be them. And that's not the thing that you see and the thing that you observe and the thing that you aspire to is just a tip of all of the other stuff that's going on behind the scenes. You have to live it. You have to be prepared to take a step and fail and feel crap and reconnect with what the big vision is. So, uh, yeah, that's that. I love it. So how did you get started then? So you, you, you started, um, with your kind of, um, hypnobirthing and, um, and that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, method that you were sharing, um, and then went on to business. So, so what got you into that and how, how did it grow? Yeah. So where it actually started was I took a diploma in hypnotherapy and psychotherapy, um, when I was, first I think it was before I was pregnant with my first child um, um and I knew that I just I want I left school with eight GCSEs I dropped out my A-levels I didn't have a university degree and I had this thing that I needed in order to validate my existence I needed an, another certificate and this diploma that I found I could if I'd have wanted to upgraded it to get my PGCE and that would have meant that I was a better human being um so I started on this road with hypnotherapy and psychotherapy and I had my first child using hypnobirthing and it was it was challenging so I was in labor for 33 hours but it there were also some of the most magical moments of my life that I was able to share with my partner during the labor and that first experience of controlling my body or surrendering to my body, probably a better way to put it, um, and using hypnobirthing and becoming a mother, it changed things for me. I mean, as soon as I got pregnant, I knew that I didn't, I used to work in media, I was at the Guardian newspaper for seven years. Um, uh, I knew that I wanted to do something that meant something to me. I didn't want to go to the top and my son, Caesar, he was the inspiration for that. I wanted to be able to say to him, you can do anything you want in the world. And I knew that I wasn't doing what I wanted. And so immediately I made a decision to change that. And then when I got pregnant with my second child, Coco, and had another beautiful home birth in the water using hypnobirthing my husband was like do you know I think there's something in this so I think the first time he was a bit like that was a bit fluky and then the second time he was like "Mm." and I was like do you think and so I decided to continue my studies with hypnotherapy and psychotherapy I got a certificate in hypnobirthing and I just made the decision to take the plunge I didn't know what, how things were going to pan out. I didn't have a real plan at all. The only plan was I don't want to go back and 
be selling advertising space for the rest of my life. So I need to do something that feels more inspiring. So I'm just going to take the next step. And that is how it's how it actually started with me going, I'm going to help people with anxiety. I Because lots of people have anxiety and I think that this will be a great business thing for me to do. And I started and I was crap. And the thing that I really loved was the birthing side, but people had put me off and I'd been doing my research and connecting with people. Everyone had said, you can't make money in this. That's not really where you want to be focusing your attention. And I just love thought, saying that, don't they? <laughs> I just thought, you know what? This is the thing that I love and I'm going to give it a go. So that's how it started. Um, um, I was not a very good anxiety hypnotherapist, but I was a really good hypnobirthing teacher. <laughs> That's amazing. We actually have, I realized, uh, so I'm from Cheltenham. Um, so I teach a lot of um, like pregnancy Pilates and things like yeah. that. And we actually have um, somebody that teaches um, the calm birth method in Cheltenham. Yay! Yeah. Amazing. Who is it? Yeah. Do, you know, do you know her name? I, I can't remember her name off by heart. Um, oh, I, I, I can have a look. I'll let you know. But yeah, so she's she's over she's over our way. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd share that with you. Yeah, it's flying um, the flag. Yeah, flying the flag. Definitely. <laughs> um, so you 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 set up the Calm Birth School, which um, yeah. that that was an extension of of what you learned. Yeah. Yeah. So. What was, so I first started off teaching people face to face and I quickly realized that the kind of work life balance that I wanted, I wasn't going to get if I continued teaching people in groups coming to my house. It was really stressful getting the kids ready and my husband and I would be tag teaming all of the time and I was like, hmm, this wasn't the vision. And I had seen the year before an online marketing course. I thought that looks amazing. But the year before, I didn't have a clue what I was going to be doing. Because I'd already got my qualification and I was now, in inverted commas, an entrepreneur, I thought this looks like it could help me. So I invested in this program and I spent $2,000. So that felt scary. But within three weeks of starting that program, I was like, I need to take what I'm doing online. And I kind of had a look around and there was nobody, there were some online programs, but there were no video, <clears throat> video based programs. And I thought that that's it. Let's create a video based hypnobirthing program. And from that, the Calm Birth School was born. Um, I approached one of the local teachers um, um, who was doing well. And I said to her, do you want to come in on this with me? And she said, yes. And we, that's how it started. Yeah. We just started plugging away, creating the videos and put up a Facebook page and it, it made a splash and it made a splash very quickly because right from the get go, I wanted to show up as me and I wanted to create a course and a program for women like me. And at the time, I would have described myself as a control freak, type A, Excel spreadsheets, like wanting to make sure everything is just so. And the reason that I wanted to do hypnobirthing for my child and have a home birth wasn't because I was a crunchy mum who was into all the hippie shit, but I was 
when I say shit, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so far left now. It's untrue. But I, at the time, I, you know, I was a media girl. It was about control. I didn't want people getting involved, prodding and poking me. I didn't like hospitals. I was like, right, what can I do to give myself the best chances of nobody else being involved in my birth except me and a midwife? Okay, I'll have it at home. How can I stay at home? Control the pain. Um, uh, oh, hypnobirthing. Oh, yeah, oh, those are the things that I will do. Um, and so I wanted to talk to that woman. And so immediately um, um, the marketing and the communications and the messaging was all around that person. It was saying this isn't about vagina whispering and you don't need to, you know, knit your own granola in order for this to be appealing to you and nobody at that time had really heard any birth professionals speaking in that way and so it was quite disruptive so the the format of the program was disruptive but the messaging was really not classic hypnobirthing and so it made a splash very quickly Mm, that's that's so funny in terms of um my my mum's actually a midwife Mm. and um and she she kind of went into the um into her her job really kind of hippie ish i guess um all about like home births and and that the women had had the power to you know to because it's a it's such it's it's a natural thing it's what we were made to do um but i think quite a lot of the time in um especially what you see on tv and things like that i mean I hadn't, I haven't had a child, mm-hmm. um, but if I hadn't um, been around lots of people that have had baby babies or coached pregnant women, etc., it would seem like a really scary thing for me because yeah. you see kind of one born every minute and you've got mm-hmm. all this screaming going on or, and things like that. And it can be quite nerve wracking. So I think it's actually really good that you, that, it, that it's quite accessible for somebody to mm-hmm. um, find that calm without yeah. getting all kind of you know, having to, yeah, like you say, get, get into all the hippie stuff. Um, yeah. I feel that way. The, the Calm Birth School program and the book, it was definitely wanted to be the opposite of that. And I think from building any type of business, understanding where you're bringing your flavor and your uniqueness, that is how you create space for yourself in, yeah, in busy marketplaces. Mm. So one thing that you um, spoke about and, and kind of you on your, on your, if anybody uh, follows your Instagram, which I'll, we'll put your uh, little, we'll put your hashtag and how people can get in touch with you um, on the show notes. Um, so they'll notice a few things on your Instagram. So one of them is your uh, unbelievable moves. Always <laughs> dancing. <laughs> uh, one is uh, your absolutely brilliant style. I swear, like I, you've got the best wardrobe ever. Um, and one is also um, what you kind of use as your 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 phrase: your faith mm. plus action equals miracles. Yeah. So, how did that come about? I think my, my children are basically my inspiration for everything, and. Um, um, 
we're not a religious family, but I would say that we are spiritual. And over the last 20 years, I have read pretty much, well, not all, not every single personal development book, but like I am, I'm published by Hay House, but like they were my life. They like give me life. All of their authors, uh, the books they publish, just so inspiring to me. And I'm not sure if this is a Wayne Dyer quote or not, but certainly it was prompted um, through something that I read from him. And I just started saying it firstly to my son. And I now I say it to all of my kids before they go to bed. It's longer than this. It's kind of like our version of a prayer. Um, um, And I just wanted to start instilling in him a game that you get to choose. You create your own life, you create your own destiny, but it starts with having trust. So that's the faith part and then taking action. So have trust, take action and you can create miracles. And so we, yeah, I've said that to him from, yeah, months old. And yeah, I say it to all of the kids now every night. Do you find that if you're ever having like one of those down days when, you know, things aren't going right, you're feeling a bit stressed, do you ever find that they kind of repeat it, power it back to you? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Wait for it. It's going yeah. <laughs> to it's funny because they're like mummy say the thing say the thing every night to me if I if I for whatever reason don't say it they're like say the thing and I'm like no you say it to me they pretend that they don't know it but like I'm like we've been saying this for years you should be able to say this to me (laughs) definitely ingrained in your subconscious by now yeah for sure (laughs) amazing um so um I wondered because uh, obviously you mentioned about Hay House. Mm. Um, how did you? How did that come up for you? So, um, did you? Did you know somebody at Hay House? Did you submit to them? What was you know? If you've if you've grown uh, grown up, probably not the right word, but if you've kind of um, taken in all of these books from these Hay House authors, and and that was your vision, how did how did that come about? I always feel a bit of a fraud when people ask me this question. I wish I had a step-by-step, you do this, you do that. Um, Although you can find that for sure on the internet and a really good place for people to start if they want to write for Hay House is to go to one of the writer's workshops. But this is faith plus action equals miracles in motion in terms of how I got my publishing deal. I wanted to write a book and in the back of my mind, I knew that I was going to be an author. Um, and if I had a publish publishers that were going to publish me, then obviously it would be Hay House. Um, but that was in the back of my mind. It was something that I had held lightly rather than being, this is the thing that's on my vision board and this is going to happen at this time. I just wanted to write a book. And so what I did peeps revolutionary, is I just wrote the freaking book. (laughs) (laughs) And then I (laughs) self-published. And we live in a world now, and I 
talk about this a lot. So it was amazing to be on stage with Mel at the summit um, a few months ago. But I had set the intention that I wanted to be speaking on stage two years ago. And I was waiting and I was waiting for people to ask me to speak. Guess what? Nobody asked me to speak. So what did I do? I put on my own event. I made sure that I was speaking on Facebook Lives. I made sure that I was speaking on Instagram. When I wanted to write a book, what I did was I wanted to be a published author. I thought, right, I'm going to write the book and then I'm going to publish it and then I'll be a published author. And the advantage of me doing that was that I was in control of all of the promo. And so on my first weekend, I think the book was free for 24 hours and then it went to 99p for, I think it was 48 hours. And I used a couple of Facebook ads and I made sure that everybody in the birthy world knew that the book was there and it spread like wildfire. And my publishing editor, she saw the book and as fate would have it, they had been looking for a birthy book to publish because it's not really the Hay House niche at all. So I always, I'm a bit like, I'm a Hay House, like, how has that happened um, with a birth book? And, but she read it, they loved it, they invited me in, and um, um, the rest is history. That's amazing. Yeah, it feels, it's one of those things that you can't plot. And I think that what holds a lot of people back from doing stuff is that they want the outcome, and they're like, right. I need to know the exact plan and what, what steps to, what are the 200 steps to get me to the outcome? It's like, don't do that. Don't, it just holds you back. Mm. Just, you want to do something, ask yourself, what's the quickest route for me to get there? Create your own table, make your own space, just go for it. And then people take notice People observe. People are like, oh, wow, I want some of that. Do you want to do this? You're like, uh, me? Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying, though, because um, I, I, I self-published my book on Amazon um, this year, but I've been sat on it for six years mm. waiting for, you know, somebody to come along and say, this is, you know, you can do this, you can publish it. And, yeah. you know, actually just, go like self-publishing through Amazon was so easy yeah. and, and that's what I wanted you know I didn't want you know billions in the bank I mean that is always grateful um gratefully received if that ever comes but yeah. it was just getting that message out there so yeah. that really resonated with me when you said that just do it just do Stop it waiting. just do it write the book and they will notice when they can see that people are buying when they can see that there's an audience and you're getting reviews and people are engaged that gives them what they're looking for because, you know, publishers are a business. They're looking for a marketable brand. And the really great thing is, is that now, I mean, I should, probably shouldn't say this. What the hell? The hell, Emily? Um, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to see them on Wednesday and I'll be talking about my next book, which is all around, um, um, you know, the miracle formula and those nothing to do with birth. And totally in alignment with where I am now, that would have been so difficult to create that conversation if I hadn't taken action so much earlier. So stop putting it off, take action, do it today. (laughs) Definitely. Good. Um, Right. I've got a couple of non-birthy questions for you. Hit me. 
So um, I wanted to know, um, we we normally do kind of like a little little game slash quick fire question on our on our on our little podcast. So I want you to try and answer these as quickly as you can. All right. No pressure. No pressure. You know, it's like a pop quiz. <laughs> um so um if you had a theme tune what would it be the rocky one uh, the rocky <laughs> that would be really inappropriate if you went to a funeral or something though yes it would walk... be <laughs> you have to walk in know. i've got it in my head but i haven't got it on the tip of my tongue duh, 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 duh. is that it duh, yes duh, duh. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> yeah that's my thing come on come on world <laughs> you have to put that as one of your next instagram videos just walking yeah. along to the rocky theme tune <laughs> what is your favorite way to move your body dance oh yeah yeah dance gotta love it do you do any classes or anything or is it just i you feel I it and dance. you go with it no i don't do any dance classes um um no, I just, I love, love a kitchen dance. When I need to shift my energy, lift my mood, then dancing is amazing. <laughs> the next thing, I do do a Pilates class, like a bit of hip Pilates though. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I also love running, but dancing is my number one. Dancing is the number one. Um, what was the moment or have you had the moment where you feel like I've made it? Like I am the shiz. Go on, you can big yourself up. So, I mean, sorry. Um, um, I have those moments, little moments. I was somebody who really encourages my clients to celebrate their wins. And so I would, not I've made it, but like, that was lush. That was amazing. And then, you know, real life, you know, my kids will be like, do this for me so then I kind of so I get that balance but um yeah getting the publishing deal having my book launch being on stage at the self-love summit and um, my husband um retiring from his job as an assistant head you know so there have been lots of amazing moments where I think yeah girl got it going on <laughs> I've got this <laughs> if you were an animal what animal would you be Dog. Dog. <laughs> get looked after all the time. Get patted, get taken out for nice walks. Do you like a you good know. pat? I like a good pat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm determined. I don't have a dog. We've got two cats. But I said to my husband, I was determined that if we have a dog, we have to call it Pat. So oh. if anyone asks what the dog's name, it's Pat the dog. Pat the dog. I like that. I like it. I like it a lot. He's banned me from that, but we shall see. I've got his second name now. I can do what I want. <laughs> um, what is your favourite movie? Like, what would if you if you could watch one film for the rest of your life? What would it be? Mm, that's so hard. So the first film that came to the top of my mind was Pretty Woman. Ah. I like that. I film. do love that film. I'm not sure if I'd watch it for the rest of my life, but it's it's totally up there. Do you have um, those films that you know all the words to? Yeah, loads. Musicals, Annie, Mary Poppins, Water Babies, 
Al Jolson story, like musicals, I like my thing. Oh, yeah, like you literally are my spirit animal. I saw, <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, on your Instagram you had the um, you dressed up as Annie and yes, um, and as Mary Poppins. And yeah, I was like, what, what? Is that just like a normal day in your house? Is, <laughs> is this what you do on like a Sunday when things are a bit quiet? Totally. That that is what we do on the weekend. We get dressed up as characters from my favourite musicals. <laughs> That's not you, what we do. <laughs> uh, I got really excited then. Like, no, come around for not. Sunday lunch. <laughs> it's for the reason that I've got that. And funnily enough, I'm sharing the video on my Facebook page today. Um, um, I um, it, it's about giving yourself permission to be weird. And part of my weirdness and flying my freakdom is just, I love musicals. And I think that when it comes to, again, building a business, the more you can give yourself permission to not look the same as everybody else, not be creating in a similar way to everybody else, but give yourself permission to do you. Um, um, you find, I find people like Emily or, do you know what I mean? People like my clients who are like, yeah. that is me you're rocking it for me let's get involved and I think that it's much easier to find those ride or dies your thousand true fans um when you step into your uniqueness so that's part of that campaign yeah I, I absolutely love it I mean I I grew up well I my first um uh, job of of choice was always going to be a West End performer so I grew up trying to be an actress singing yeah. all that kind of jazz so yeah whenever I see like that that music playing or anything like that I'm like yes Susie I'm yeah. here with you I'm dancing <laughs> good that makes me happy when people are like oh I watched a dance with it really made me smile really lifted my spirits or I'm dancing with you I'm like yes that's the point yeah, exactly. I one that slightly reminded me actually. Have you ever seen um on Instagram? I think her name's Celeste Barber. She's she's the is she an Australian lady who takes the mick out of all of the models? Yes. Yes, that woman is hilarious. I've only just started following her, but she really makes me laugh. Yeah, every time I see her post, it just lights me up because I'm just like, yes. Like if I, when we were on um, honeymoon in Bali this year, I thought, oh, it'd be really cool to do one of those hair flick photos. You know, when you're in the in the water and you flick your hair, I look like something out of the ring. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it did not work at all. Be dead people. <laughs> yeah. It was not sexy at all. It was did not. Did you see her video with Tom Ford recently? Yes. So funny. So, so, so funny. good. But that's a great example as well of somebody just being who they are. And I mean, she's got, she's had so many opportunities, especially recently come to her. Yeah. I mean, who can say that they've like worked with Tom Ford and like an unexpected, been an unexpected model. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I can't say that yet. <laughs> Huh? I said, I can't say that yet. It's on the vision board, Tom Ford. <laughs> it will get there. Just keep dancing. You, you yeah. get. So um, before we um, say goodbye, wish we didn't. We wish we didn't have to. Um, I want to just ask about what you've got coming up. So you've got um, a, a new challenge coming up for people. Would you be able to give us a little sneaky hint? Yeah, so I suppose for any of your listeners who are 
in business um, um i think that when you're building your business up and particularly if you are earning honestly it's less than ten thousand a month but for a lot of people getting to that first five thousand consistent five thousand pound or five thousand dollar months is a big goal if you're not earning that yet the one thing that i implore you to focus on is mastering your message because your message is the thing that underpins absolutely everything that you will do whether it is your podcast your facebook pages your instagram posts that when you nail that and you are you're using a cohesive message across all of your platforms that's how you start to attract your ride or dies and i think that in the world that we are living where there's always a shiny new object and a shiny new strategy you got to do facebook ads you got to do google ads you got to do you know all the things it's you're focusing your attention on the wrong things if you haven't yet mastered your message and you know if you haven't mastered your message completely if you are earning less than five thousand pounds a month on a consistent basis so if that is you and you know that you want to learn how to get your unique voice through so that you do not sound like everybody else who are doing similar things to you then come and join me for the master your message challenge um, we start on the 15th of October and if that sounds fun then either hit me up on Instagram or come visit my Facebook page and I'll be sharing the links in a week or so's time. Sounds amazing. I know a lot of people that would definitely love to do that. Um, what Could you just share with us your handles for your Instagram? We'll pop them on yeah. the show notes as they said. It's at Susie underscore Ashworth or on Facebook, it is Susie Ashworth too. Somebody beat me to it. So oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. she just like message her and be, excuse me. Can you just yeah. activate please? Yeah. <laughs> step, a, step aside, lovely. <laughs> I've got a following I need to give things to. Exactly. Right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out today and chatting to me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank um, you. Thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, so if you guys want to um, take a look at Susie's um, Facebook and Instagram, check out her challenge or just have a little bit of a dance along with her too. Um, we will be sharing those handles in the show notes and um, we'd love to hear what you think so give us a shout on facebook or instagram and we will see you next time thank you bye, see you. bye. if you love being part of the tribe make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review and we will be back for you next week for more tribe talks